Hey there, I'm Becky, and welcome to Literary Escapes with me, Becky. Today's episode is an interview with one of the featured authors at the Coastal Magic Convention that will be in Daytona Beach, Florida in February 2022. I hope you enjoy the show. Today I have a fun interview for you that I recorded with author Violet Howe. If you haven't read her yet, you definitely need to. She has a fun variety of books and, well, you'll hear. So let's jump on into the interview. Let's go back to kind of the beginning. How did you get into writing? I have always done writing. Like I even, um, I've, I've told before, I, I have a diary from third grade and my goals for the summer were to stop my sister from smoking, get a tan and write my first novel. And I think the tan is probably the only one that I achieved of those lofty <laughs> goals. So I've always wanted to write and it was always something that um, I've pursued kind of off and on in different freelance forms throughout my various careers. I was a, I worked in Disney fairy tale weddings as a wedding planner for about 15 years. I was a school teacher for about five years. And throughout both of those jobs, I would do different freelance writing and, and, you know, kind of stay in writing, writing stories, things like that. And I always thought at some point I'll get to X point, whatever that point's going to be. And then I'll be a full-time writer. And so my husband in 2012 was like, you know what, you're going to do this. Like we're not getting any younger and you might as well just (laughs) bite the bullet and do it. And I know a lot of people are able to teach full-time and write. And I just, I just couldn't teaching took all of my creative energy and, and everything. And, um, so I quit writing, I quit teaching and started focusing on writing full-time in 2012. And I published, um, diary single wedding planner in 2015. So, okay. So three years from when you started. Yeah. I had never not had an income and it terrified me. It's weird, isn't it? Yes. And so for the first, probably the first year I took on a ton of freelance writing work. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was writing for people. Um, I was doing a lot of writing for a caterer in Hollywood and I was like creating menu packages and creating okay. um, website copy and all that kind of stuff. And then I was working for a caterer in Hawaii because I had all this catering experience and all this wedding experience. And so yeah, I would get jobs writing things for those people. Okay. And, um, and so I did that for about a year and I pretty much was working full time doing freelance work. And my husband, was I, I would imagine it's like, and it defeats yes. the purpose. <laughs> yes. My husband's like, we didn't give up a salary and insurance benefits in retirement for you to work for a caterer. So yeah. yeah. So I ended up cutting all the freelance clients loose and just, as he put it, if you're going to jump in the deep end, you need to jump in the deep end and stop holding on to the side of the pool. Right. And so, um, so yeah, it was probably like mid 2013 when I actually started okay. writing the book. And so, yeah, I published in 2015. That is so awesome. And did you um, self-publish or were they? I did. I, I, um, in the very beginning, I very much wanted to um, traditional publish. And I had actually talked to a couple of agents, um, one who had requested the full manuscript and of Diary of a Single Wedding Planner. And she wanted a lot of changes made. It's not, it doesn't fit in the shoebox for contemporary romance. It, okay. it really is, um, that trilogy of books is like one story that's told across three books. And so you don't even meet the hero until a little over halfway into the first book. And she was like, you can't do that. The hero has to come in the beginning and they have to do this. And it really, I felt it was going to change the substance of the story. It's kind of more romantic women's fiction because the story is really more about her personal journey. um, And like her, 
coming of age and, and figuring out what she wants out of love and figuring out what nice. she wants out of career and figuring out how to stand okay. up to her family, like things like that. And um, so at that time, I was going to several writers conferences and the whole thing with indie publishing was a big buzz of like, now that this yeah. is possible. And I had um, a very well-established author who had been traditional and was beginning to be hybrid who um, she told me, she said, I want you to look ahead like five years. She was, I don't think traditional publishing is going to be the same force that it is now. And she's like, right. I really think that more and more people are going to go into indie. And I think that you should just go ahead and, you know, pursue this and go into it that way. And I did, did a quite a bit of research. And it's funny because um, so many things that she told me in that conversation have come to pass. And I'm, wow. and I'm glad that I, you know, ended How up going interesting. To- it seems like yeah. there's um, like some of the traditional houses are making these more boutique type houses right. that are part of them that, right. I, and I wonder if that's kind of their response to the indie to make it. Um, well, um, I've been told in several different, you know, conference settings that the trad publishers can't keep up with indie romance writers, just the, the amount that they put out and the amount mm-hmm. that romance write readers read and so they've kind of like acquiesced romance as a genre to the indies okay. um and even i have several friends who are trad pub romance writers mm. who've been told in the last couple of years by their publishers you need to lean more women's fiction or you need to give us more rom-com or you need like you know what i mean like right. they're, they're kind of like um kind of steering them in a different direction How and so i think okay. the, the field of romance is i think predominantly indie now How so more so, so much more so than yeah. the other genres I think mystery science fiction thrillers those still tend to be predominantly trad even though you do have indie publishers in those genres but I think romance is kind of the indies have taken huh. romance <laughs> I love it that's really interesting I that's really I find that that whole thing really fascinating um so you have a suspense series a mystery series and I'm not sure what the soul sisters one is I couldn't Soul Sisters is Christmas holiday romance. It's sweet Ooh. holiday romance. Wow. So I, yeah, I have trouble sticking with just one because I like all different types of stories. Yeah. So um, my wedding planner series, like I said, is a little bit romantic women's fiction, a little bit rom-com. It tends to have more humor in it. Um, Cedar Creek families, def- all of my stories have romance. No matter what I write, they have romance because I think love makes I the think, world go round. Yeah. But the Cedar Creek families tends to be more like the heroine is going through a journey. She's at some type of crossroads or some type of obstacle. And she's kind of like overcoming that and um, deals a lot with families, family dynamics, um, you know, things that, that other relationships, I guess you would say that affect us, friendships, families, things like that, that affect us and shape who we are. And the romance is a very important storyline, but it runs kind of like all these other relationships with the other relationships. So it's not like the main storyline is romance, but they okay. are definitely romances. And, and then, are these um, traditional or um, indie also? They're indie. Okay. I went indie with all of mine. I, I like- Even your romance, even your control. suspense and your mysteries, are those indie? Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I like the I like the measure of control. You know, when, you, when you're imagine. working for a publisher, they are able to tell you to change anything they want about your story. Um, right. They they pick your cover, they pick your marketing, they pick, and and uh, I've been told by a lot of, of 
authors who have both, who do indie and traditional, they're still doing the same amount of work marketing and, you know, doing everything with their books on the trad side and you're making less money for it. So Hmm. yeah, I just went ahead and did them all indie. So that's awesome. Okay. And so where do your books take place? Um, All of my books take place with the exception of the Christmas series. All of my books take place in Florida. Um, The wedding planner series is set in Orlando. That's, you know, where I live. So right where you know, and the Cedar Creek Mysteries, Cedar Creek Families, and Cedar Creek Suspense, all those series, all of those stories take place in the fictional town of Cedar Creek. It is based on, loosely based on Claremont, Florida, um, where I lived for years. And when I first moved to Claremont, it was a tiny, tiny, tiny little town and um, only had like a couple of traffic lights that has since exploded. (laughs) So Cedar Creek is a fictional town based on that Claremont. the, The back, okay. Right. And that way I was able to kind of play with geography a little yeah. bit, you know, move the lake where I needed it to be yeah, exactly. and kind of play around with the businesses and, and where things were. I didn't have to stick to the actual town, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, all of them are set in Florida. So now and one really of them, liked- this see, okay. The Cedar mountain genre, I guess that's what threw me or that's, Cedar mountain. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, wait that a minute. Way- that can't be in Florida. <laughs> Well, it's not, and that it's so funny because that's a it's a multi-author series. I'm in that with four other authors, and they all voted on the name. And I told them, I'm like, I'm a little concerned that I have Cedar (laughs) Creek and this is Cedar Mountain, but they really like Cedar Mountain. So I'm like, okay, okay. And so where is that one set at? Really like Cedars. That one's in Idaho. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. I've never been to. (laughs) I actually have a friend who lives in Idaho, and it looks phenomenal i mean it looks well, one gorgeous, of our so. one of the authors in that series lives in idaho and she had a specific um ski lodge in place for us okay. to use as like you and know so everybody used the same setting right. as, okay yeah huh. that series is okay. very unique that series is very unique in that um it's it's written from five different character perspectives but all of the books take place the same week same time same place so it's a family oh. wedding that's happening at this ski lodge over the week between Christmas and New Year's. And each book is a different character's point of view. Looking at the same thing. Right. How interesting. Right. Cause usually it's like one after another or something like that, where you write different timelines. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. really clever. How interesting. And so how many books do you wind up publishing a year? I usually am good for about two a year. I write mm-hmm. longer books and I'm a slow writer. I, I really, um, I, I like to kind of like mull over the story and keep going mm-hmm. back over it until I get it, you know, where it wants to, where I want it um, to be. And then of course, you know, the process of sending it off to editors and send it off to proofreaders and getting it back. Right, so right. Um, I've been good for like two, usually two a year. Okay. okay. And um, one of the things that I was reading on your bio is that you love to travel. So obviously the last couple of years presumably right. has been a challenge. <laughs> I get that. Um, yep. In your travels, where has been one of the favorite places that you've been to? Oh my gosh. I, um, I love Australia. Australia will all, always be a top destination. Um, love, love, love Scotland. I had always said, I didn't think I would ever find any place as beautiful as Australia. And I think Scotland is right there with it. I would go wow. back to Scotland. Um, Paris is my favorite city. Um, Italy is the only place I've ever been that I really want to go and live. Like I want to live in Tuscany. It's just for a few months or a year or whatever. I really want to live in Tuscany. Um, I can see that. 
I loved Costa Rica so much that I actually, this last Christmas book, um, I had the hero and heroine take a trip to Costa Rica the week before Christmas. So, okay. and kind of incorporated some of the things that, that had happened to me on my trip to Costa Rica. So. How interesting. Okay. So with all these cool places that you've been, do you see writing books set in these different places? Oh yeah. Are you gonna, okay. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. I have Definitely. Um, a book club and each month we visit a different destination. And so I'm always on the hunt for books set in different places. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's always fun ferreting out the new, uh, new authors, new authors with books set in all kinds of places. So, and, and I think, and I feel like when I go in and I travel a place, like I'm always thinking like, what would be the story here? Like what would happen here? How would they, you know? So yeah, definitely. I think probably just because that's how your brain works, right? Right, right. Yeah. You're constantly looking for the story. So exactly. Yeah. I drive my husband nuts because we'll be in a restaurant and I'm like, did you hear that? And he's like, what? I know, right? Like, Her sister was married to that woman's husband, but now their best friend. He's like, how do you know this? And I'm like, are you listening? Like, yeah. So I you're drive not listening. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I have and like then, stories like, made up for all the neighbors down the road that I just right? see and wave at, but I don't know them. Well, and, and I come up with like, character names for people like when we were in Costa Rica there was um my husband talked me into doing surfing lessons which I am not athletic at all and um and he's like come on you know when you're in Costa Rica when else are you gonna do something yeah and so we go down to the beach and um there was the instructor was there and he's like we're waiting for one other couple and this couple comes walking up and they look like they're like on the cover of like some weightlifting magazine like there was not an ounce of body fat between the two of them. Like it was just, she, I think she had more abs than the normal person. Right. And they're walking towards me. And I, and I look at my husband, I'm like, I bet she can serve. And my husband being ever supportive is like, I bet there's a hundred things you can do that she can't. And I'm like, maybe so, but I bet she can serve. (laughs) And so sure enough, she gets up on the very first try and goes in and her husband's like, why don't you try it left-footed the next time, honey? And I'm like, oh yeah, why don't you try it left-footed? Because that'll help, yeah. She did it left-footed and did that perfectly too. So I nicknamed them Hans and Franzi, like from the oh. Saturday Night Live characters, you know? So the rest of the weekend, when I would see them, I told my husband like, okay, Hans and Franzi are here, you know? And then we went on a waterfall hiking tour and there was a couple from Russia who didn't speak any English and not that they could have spoken at all because they always were like tongue to tongue the entire time, no matter where we were. And we're on this waterfall hike and they, every time you look around, they're just like, you know, kissing and making out on this hike. And so I named them Boris and Natasha. And so, you know, I come up with all these names. So it's funny, my husband reads my books and he was reading this one book and the uncle of of a character he looks at me and he goes, this uncle, that's that guy on the cruise ship at the table next to us, right? I'm like, yes, that's yes. exactly who that is. <laughs> so I try to try to that's weave really them fun. in here and there. So, okay. Yeah. And so do you do one-off books or right now it seems like you just do series? I very much like series. I do have a couple of ideas for one-offs. I, I really like series because I don't like letting go of the characters. Like that was kind yeah. of a motivation behind doing Cedar Creek and setting three different series in the same town because then like one of my heroes is a sheriff's deputy well if any of the other books need a sheriff's deputy you get to see Tristan again you get like an update and and people are family members or their friends and so 
I like that when I'm reading and I come mm. across like, oh my gosh, oh, there's that Same. person, you know? Yeah. And so um, I don't like going, letting go of the characters when I'm reading or writing. I like kind of knowing what happens after the end. And so um, I like writing in series for that reason, because then I can have the characters cross over. You can get little updates, you can get little visits and, and you don't have to leave them behind. So I like that. Awesome. I, as a reader, I enjoy that as well. I like when side, you know, a side character is somebody that I know already from right. over here, you know. Well, and Christmas Peace, which is a, you know, that's the Christmas series is a totally different series. It's not connected, but I had them when they were in Costa Rica, I had them meet another couple at breakfast that's from Cedar Creek families. Oh, and fun. so my readers, I've had so many readers message me, oh my gosh, Will and Cat, I loved it. The, you know, so it's, it's fun. <laughs> One it of those little like nuggets to give your people. Yeah, yes, exactly. It feels like you're, you're seeing a friend someplace you didn't expect to see them. So I yeah. like that. Oh, that's fun. I love that. Very cool. So have you done Postal Magic before? I have. Um, I did it. Um, I did it as a signing author, I think three years ago this whole time warp of I know. 2020 2021 I think it was like three years ago that I did it and then I attended in 2020 with Alicia the one I'm here with now uh -huh. um, she was signing and I just attended with her just to hang out at the beach with yeah. her for the week and then last year I did the virtual one okay so okay. in some form or another this is my fourth coastal magic. Awesome. okay okay well this is my first one assuming we get to oh, go through fun. with it so I'm excited about it yeah such a great group of readers and there's so many fun activities and I'm really really hoping we get to do it in person I hope so too yeah well hopefully I'll see you next month and have fun with I hope friends. so thank you so much thanks for joining me today if you'd like to learn more about the coastal magic convention and the authors that will be there check the show notes I've got it there or if you'd like to learn more about my book club the literary escape book club just check the show notes and we'll see you next time on the next episode.